May God speak to you through today's message from Pastor Ryan Loxmo. Well, good morning. Well, we are really glad that you are with us today as we wrap up our series, Life's Too Short. Also, I want to welcome our North Campus today, joining us via video. We are really glad that you are with us today as well. You know, in this series, we've been looking at areas of our life that we want to keep a high priority, uh, but that we just tend to lose sight of. Um, and isn't that the way it goes in life? We just forget about the things that really matter and focus on things that are distractions. And life's too short for that. And we're going to see today that life's too short to worry. Life's too short to worry. You know, when Ashley and I got married in 2006, her parents were generous enough to give us a car. Uh, they gave us a 1995 gold Honda Accord, which we affectionately named Goldie Honda. And Goldie had 140,000 miles uh, when they gave us the car. And for the first five years of our marriage, that was our only car. Uh, we moved from Dallas up to Boston when I went to seminary. And for two years, we drove the car around up there. And then we moved across the country to Denver for three years, drove the car all around Colorado and up in the mountains. And we dug the car out of the snow in both of those places. But for five years, I mean, that was our only car. And uh, Goldie had these great quirks that she kept developing as she would get older. So uh, the driver's side window wouldn't go down, um, which was awesome when I went through drive throughs or tolls, you know, did that awkward, like, open the door and reach over the window kind of move. And then, uh, let's see what else. Gas gauge didn't work. That was great. Uh, the radio stopped working completely. This is my favorite. Sometimes at night, um, the, I would have to <laughs> hit the dashboard to get the instrument panel to light up. So that was super safe. And, uh, well, look, the whole time, okay, these are little quirks uh, that it had, but the whole time for these five years, more than five years, really, uh, the car was running phenomenally. I mean, amazing car. And I was worried the whole time. I mean, I was just constantly worried. Every little quirk and new sound that it made, I was like, okay, we're ruined financially. Like, this car is going down, and we're going to have to get a new one. We didn't have a lot of money. I mean, this is our only car. And I was just worried the whole time. But for years, even though I worried, nothing major ever went wrong with this car. In fact, several months ago, we actually gave the car away with over 200,000 miles on it because we just needed a car with more space. Actually, this is the tweet that I sent out the day that we gave the car away. And it looks good, doesn't it? That's almost a 20-year-old car. I love that car. Anyway, so gave it away, 200,000 miles, still running strong. But how much time and energy did I waste worrying about that car? I mean, God gives us this incredible blessing of a reliable car, and I acted the whole time like it wasn't. I mean, that's the truth of it. I acted the whole time like it wasn't reliable at all. And I'll confess, I've had a history of worry in my life. I mean, as I look back, I can just see it. I can see junior high where I worried about, you know, having the right friends and uh, getting on the right sports teams and all that. And I can see high school where it was all about getting the right grades to get into the right college. And then it was college, you know, what, what kind of career am I going to have? How am I going to meet somebody to marry, I mean, that whole thing. Then, okay, grad school, am I ever going to get a job? Okay, worried about that, what's that going to look like? So then I get the job, am I going to be able to keep this job? Like, is this going to work out? You know, when I'm preaching, am I going to remember what I'm supposed to say next? 
What am I supposed to say next? Uh, there's one more. Th- oh, yeah. So when I became a dad, am I, am I up for the challenge? I worried about that. I still worry about that. And so my worrying about our car was just one more thing in a long line of worry in my life. And I think we've all experienced that. We've all experienced the way that worry can just consume. I mean, it just takes over everything. And there's no room left for anything else in our lives. We can't sleep. We can't concentrate. Worry just crowds everything out. And we are at great risk if we let worry run our lives. Because it just ruins everything. It impairs our decision-making process. It prevents us from being uh, focusing on our relationship with God because we're just in a panic about what could happen. And it paralyzes us. That's what it does. Worry paralyzes us. And as a result, we can't enjoy our lives. It robs us of that. We can't be a good husband or wife because we're always focused on what might be coming next. We can't be effective employees because we're just operating out of fear. And we can't live the full life that Christ has purchased for us because we're worrying about stuff that may never even happen. It, it, It reminds me of that famous quote that's often attributed to Mark Twain, my life has been full of tragedies. About half of them actually happened. That's the truth. Now, I do want to say something important before we continue with the message today. Um, There are many people out there who are plagued by worry and anxiety, not because of misplaced thoughts or a lack of reliance on God, but because of real medical challenges that they are facing. I have personally seen very close family members and friends for years uh, walk through debilitating depression and anxiety, and I've also seen the freedom uh, that they've been able to find in professional counseling and uh, meeting with doctors and getting medication that really helps them with that. And so I say that to tell you that what I'm going to tell you today for you may not be everything you need to overcome worry. It might be part of God's plan in giving you victory over worry for you to seek professional counseling and potentially medication and all those kinds of things. And that is completely legitimate. That is legitimate. That's a real thing. And so I just want to say that before we continue. But look, whatever your individual situation is, freedom from worry is possible. It's possible. Not only is it possible, that's what God wants for us. I mean, he paved the way for that. It's a gift we've been given. We've just got to embrace it. Because life's too short to worry. So go ahead and pull out your message notes, if you haven't done so already, and let's find out. How can I leave worry behind? How can I leave worry behind? Well, your first feeling is, I can give my cares to God and not take them back. I can give my cares to God and not take them back. Look at this verse from 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries, underline that, all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. You see, all of us have a tendency to worry, and God knows that. He knows that. He knows that's our tendency. He knows we struggle with that. And and what this verse is saying is not that you shouldn't feel worrying thoughts. It's that when you feel them, you should give them away to him. That's the point. When you feel them, Give them to him. And notice how he says, all your worries. All. Okay? He knows you. 
He cares about you. There are no worries that you have that are too big for him to handle, and there are no worries that you have that are too small for him to care about. I mean, that's the truth. All your worries, he wants all of them. And here's another verse that gets the same idea. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I want you to underline the rest of this. And I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Jesus wants to give you rest from whatever's troubling you. Whatever burdens you, Jesus wants you to give that to him so that he can give you rest from it. He doesn't want you to take them back. If you're worried about your future, trust him with that. If you're worried about that job situation, give it over to him. If it's your finances, would you trust him with that finally? Give it over to him. If it's something about your past and its, its impact on your current life, give that worry to him. He cares for you. And he wants to take your worries from you and give you rest from them. Now, here's a great practical way to get started with this. Um, It's an exercise that you can do. Go home and get a stack of paper out. And on each individual piece of paper, write out one of the things that you worry about. Okay, so one, one worry per sheet of paper. For you, maybe you have a couple of big worries, and so you'll have two pieces of paper. Maybe you have 20 things that are just weighing on your mind, and you have 20 sheets of paper. It does not matter how many there are. Just write one worry on each sheet of paper. And be real. I mean, what are the things that that you struggle with that you constantly worry about? Be real with yourself and write them down. And then I want you to take each sheet of paper, and I want you to say, Jesus, I give this to you. And I want you to crumple it up and throw it away. Destroy it. Get rid of it. And look, if you want to be more ceremonial about it, okay, take the paper, burn it up in your fire pit, okay? Blast it with a shotgun. I don't care. Destroy it. That's the point. Destroy it. And look, it's just a symbolic little exercise, but it does a couple of very important things. First, writing out your worries, actually spelling them out, uh, helps you to acknowledge that they exist and that they have a grip on you. And then throwing them away is a reminder that you are not supposed to hold on to these things. You're supposed to give them away to Christ. And so it's not a magical ceremony. These worries that you have will probably uh, come up again. But because as, as you know, worries tend to resurrect themselves like every day. And so giving your cares to God is not like a one-time deal. It's a, it's a decision every single day to give it over to him. But, but if you do this exercise, you can visually illustrate the truth for yourself. And when those worries start to show themselves again, you can think back to that exercise as a, a vivid illustration of the truth that you are not supposed to hang on to these. You're gonna feel the worries, but you're supposed to give them away. Now, as I talk about God and, and the rest that he wants to give us, Uh, the victory over worry that Christ uh, wants us all to have. Um, I'm thinking about the fact that there are people in this room that do not know Jesus. And so let me just take a second and explain to you the good news about Christ and why he is able to offer you such hope. Um, God created all of us, created the whole universe. And he created us in particular uh, to have a relationship with him. That was our whole purpose. He knows us and he loves us. And his word tells us that 
He knew us before we were even born. I mean, he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he created us to have a relationship with him. But there's a problem. Sin came into the world and separated us from God. He is perfect. We are not. And that put distance between us. But God was not going to let it stay that way. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ. And don't let that fact that he's his son go past you. His son. He sent his son into the world to live a perfect life and to die on the cross. And in dying on the cross, what he did was pay the penalty once and for all for any sin you have ever committed or will commit. And any sin I've ever committed or will commit. He dealt with it. It is done. He paid for it. And in doing that, provided a way for us to be brought together back with God as, as it was supposed to be. It is a free gift. Jesus has offered salvation to every single one of you for free. It is a free gift. You can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You cannot keep the rules. It's not about that. It's about placing your trust in Christ and his sacrifice on your behalf. And if you do that, the Bible says you will be saved. Now, there's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes on the back side. If you've never prayed a prayer like that before to become a Christ follower, I'm going to give you some time at the end of the message to do that. But pray that prayer. God loves you, and he is just waiting for you to accept that free offer and to be in a relationship with him and find that freedom from worry that only he can provide. He wants to give you a life of freedom where chronic worry is a thing of the past. and Life's too short to worry. So how else can I leave worry behind? It's your next fill-in. I can rely on God for strength and direction. I can rely on God for strength and direction. Now, for the next... A couple of points, we're going to look at one of the most famous passages in the Bible. You've probably heard parts of it, uh, if anything, on TV and in movies. Uh, It's fairly well known, but before we dive into it, let me give you a little bit of a background on it. Uh, Psalm 23 was written by a man named David. David was the most famous king of Israel, Uh, and he's a guy that dealt with a lot of worry in his life. Before he became king, Uh, The previous king was very jealous of him and actually tried to kill him. And so for years, David is on the run. He's a fugitive. He's living in caves. I mean, it's a bad thing. And a lot of the Psalms are written by David. And he talks about his experience of anxiety and worry and not knowing what the future is and trying to rely on God in that. And so that's that's who wrote this. Uh, This passage we're going to look at is David. But here's the thing. Long before he became the king, when he was a young boy, he was a poor, obscure shepherd. That's his background. Now let me tell you a little something about sheep, okay? Back then, sheep were high-maintenance animals. They depended entirely on the shepherd. And so sheep, uh, they needed to be led to uh, places where they could graze, to pastures. And that's very hard to find in that part of the world. Uh, They also needed to be led to still, peaceful waters so they could drink. They wouldn't drink any other kind of water. And there's actually... uh, historical accounts of shepherds back then having to essentially bottle feed their sheep because they wouldn't drink from a particular river or something like that. So the shepherd was just taking care of them. Uh, The shepherd had a staff to, to fight off predators. I mean, the shepherd was constantly there and spent hours and weeks alone with the flock talking to them. And the sheep, as a result, came to know that shepherd's voice. And there are these amazing accounts in in the historical records of of these uh, different flocks with different shepherds coming together and mingling 
And, and then it's no problem at all for them to separate later because each sheep knows the voice of their shepherd. And they, just, they just split up at the end, no problem. But the idea is that the sheep depended 100% for their survival on the shepherd. They were completely dependent. And I think about David when he was older in his life and he's sitting on the throne of Israel, rich king, he's holding his scepter. I imagine he thought back to those early days when he was a boy holding a shepherd's staff. And then he wrote these words. Look at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He renews my strength. Underline that. He guides me. Underline that. He guides me along right paths, bringing honors, honor to his name. You see, King David was trying to find the words to describe God's role in our lives. And he looked to his past as a shepherd for the analogy. God is the shepherd, we are the sheep. That's the picture. And that means that worrying is a complete waste of time because the shepherd, we are completely dependent on him. He takes care of us 100% of the time. He is looking out for us. He is the source of strength. He shows us the path. And by the way, goats in the ancient world were very different from sheep. Uh, goats tended to go it alone and uh, fend for themselves. And as a result, they were open to all kinds of, of dangers. And so uh, the lesson is don't be a goat, okay? Don't be a goat. Recognize that you're a sheep and you have a great shepherd who loves you, who knows you, and will give you strength and direction in your life. By the way, if you're looking for like something to tweet out from this message, a one-liner, don't be a goat. That'd be a great one. People are going to be like, what are they preaching over there? <laughs> but listen, sheep don't worry. They don't have to worry. Okay? They, they know that the shepherd has got them. Okay? They rely on the shepherd. And the same is true for you with God. You don't have to worry about like direction in your career. God has a plan for you. He's going to give you the strength and the guidance. He's going to help you make the tough decisions. You don't have to worry about how to raise your kids. God's going to show you what that looks like and help you to overcome the challenges that come your way. You don't have to worry about your marriage and how to be a better husband and wife. God will tell you that. He will show you. He will guide you. He will give you the strength and the direction. Now, now I do want to say, like, it's okay sometimes to be legitimately concerned about things. Okay, there are times in life where, yeah, you need to be a little bit concerned. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when worry runs your life. That's what we're talking about. Now, to give worry away, you have to learn to hear the shepherd's voice. You have to take time to get to know God. So how do you do that? Well, it's your next fill-in. Read the Bible regularly. Read the Bible regularly. You want to get to know God's voice? You want to know his plans for your life, his will? You want to draw strength from the truth? It's all in the Bible. I mean, we say it all the time around here because it's the most critical aspect of knowing God. I mean, think about it. God, the creator of the universe, our great shepherd, takes the time to tell us exactly how we should live to avoid all kinds of troubles. And he speaks to us supernaturally through his word. It's not just any book. So if you want to give away the worry in your life, you've got to replace it with a steady diet of truth. You've got to get to know the shepherd's voice. Second, and this is your next fill-in, you've got to talk to God every day. Talk to God every day. 
And that's the amazing thing about God and having a relationship with him. You can just talk to him directly. You have a direct line to God. And I don't have time to go into all the ins and outs of prayer here, but suffice it to say that God knows you, he loves you, he cares about you, and he wants you to talk to him. And he listens, and scripture is full of examples of God asking for our prayers, wanting our prayers, and our prayers making a difference. And so talk to him, just be real. Talk to him like a close friend. It doesn't have to be this very formal occasion when you pray. Just view your day as an ongoing conversation with God. Just talk to him every day. And that combined with reading the Bible regularly, you will start to get to know God's voice. You'll start to recognize it and recognize when things are out of sync with God's voice. Life's too short to worry. So how else can I leave worry behind? It's your next fill-in. When I feel fear, I will remember that God never leaves me. When I feel fear, I will remember that God never leaves me. Let's pick up with the next verse of Psalm 23. It says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I want you to underline this next phrase, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Look, let's be honest. Worry is about fear. That's what it is. That's the whole deal. It's fear of the unknown. It's fear of what could go wrong. But look at what this passage is saying. Well, first of all, there's no promise that there won't be difficult times, okay? The valley of the shadow of death in this passage is a poetic line, but it has to do with any challenge, any struggle that you're facing in your life. Now, sometimes it really is a matter of life and death. And sometimes it's just a challenge that you're facing. The verse is saying that when those come, when the valleys come, and they will, when the valley comes, you can know that God never leaves you during those times. No matter how you feel, God, the great shepherd, is there with you in the valley. That's the point, guiding you, leading you, protecting you. Uh, When you look at your future and you just don't know which way things are going to go, and you feel anxiety about it, and you wonder which valleys are coming, no matter how dark it gets, God is there. That's what this is telling you. Uh, when you're facing what seems to be like the end of a relationship and all the confusion and struggles and challenges and hurt, God is there. When you get that bad diagnosis, you are a family member, and everything just seems hopeless, no matter what the doctors say, God is with you. He's there. He's involved. You are not alone. That's what this is saying. And look, this is really easy to forget, okay? When you live with worry, it it just feels comfortable. It feels like part of your personality. It's just a natural response to life. And it's hard to remember that you don't have to fear. You can trust God. And that's why it's so critical, I will say, to be in community with other Christ followers. Because here's the deal. We are all in this room at various stages of forgetting that truth. And sometimes you have to be the person to tell somebody else, well, well, remember, God is with you. He hasn't left you. And sometimes you need somebody else to remind you of that. And you can only get that in community with other Christ followers. Got to remind each other that God, the great shepherd, never leaves us. You're not alone. Look, life's too short to worry. Life is too short to be ruled by fear. 
You can give your cares to Christ. You can rely on God for strength and direction. When you feel that fear well up inside of you, you can know that no matter what valley comes, God will be in it with you. It's an amazing truth. It's it's easy to forget. Look, there are so many things in this life that we tend to lose sight of as we follow Christ. God wants us to live a full and joyful life. That's what he wants, based on a relationship with him. And that's what we've been getting at in this whole series. You know, life's too short to take for granted those that we love. Life's too short to go solo, to just go it alone in life. Life's too short to forget the unbelievable ways that God has worked in our lives. And life's too short to worry. Life's too short to worry. So go ahead and grab your connection card and let's take some next steps together. How about this first one? I will write down my worries this week and throw them away. Did you do that? It's a great first step. How about this second one? I will pray the prayer to become a Christ follower for the first time today. If that's you, if you heard about Jesus for the first time today, um, I'm going to give you some time in a moment to pray that prayer and become a Christ follower. But check this box because we're going to send you some free stuff in the mail to help you in your new life following Christ. How about this next one? I will increase my Bible reading by two days this week. Did you do that? Get to know the shepherd's voice. If you don't read your Bible at all, twice this week. If you read it three times a week on average, read it five. But just up it by two days this week. Would you do that? How about this next one? I will talk to God every day this week. Would you make that a habit? Get to know the shepherd's voice. Every day, talk to him. It doesn't have to be super formal. But would you just make that a habit? How about this next one? Send me a list of resources that can help me overcome worry. Look, there's a lot of other great books and resources out there uh, to help you in your journey to leave worry behind. Check this box. We'll send you a few other resources that can help you. How about this next one? Sign me up for a summer small group. Inside your worship guide, you'll see a card that looks just like this. This summer, our small groups are neighborhood-based. And so they're going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an unbelievable opportunity uh, for you to meet other people who live in your neighborhood who also go to this church. And your kids can do the same thing. Um, So just find the neighborhood on this card where you live or the closest one uh, to where you are. And then just write down this three-letter code on the card and we'll get you signed up. Now, the first meeting is tonight. So if you write down on the card the code and you turn it in, we're not going to be able to turn that card around and email you today between when the group starts. So what you need to do, if you're signing up today, which I really encourage you to do, if you sign up today, sign up on the card, but then go to our Facebook page today. Sometime this afternoon, go to our Facebook page and we will list the locations where all of these groups, the specific locations, are going to meet. They're going to be in parks uh, in the neighborhood. You can bring the whole family Okay, so go to our Facebook page. It'll show you where to go. And you can just show up and just tell your leader that you signed up this morning. No problem. They would love to have you. Okay, how about this last one? I will memorize 1 Peter 5.7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. It's a life-changing verse. Would you memorize that? Tell yourself the truth over and over again. Would you memorize that? Okay, now I want to give everybody in here a little bit of time to spend alone with God. If you're going to pray the prayer, 
to become a Christ follower for the first time, this is going to be your opportunity to do that. But I want everybody in here to think about this message and what God has been teaching you and the next steps that you've taken. And just ask him to help you uh, to follow through on those next steps and to really achieve uh, victory over worry in your life and to rely on him while you do that. So everybody in here now, bow your heads. Everybody in here. Everybody bow your heads. And take a few moments now and spend alone with God. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you love us and that you take care of us, that you're our great shepherd, that you are always protecting us, guiding us, showing us which way to go, that you never leave us. No matter what valley we are walking through, no matter what valleys are coming, you are there. Father, I just pray that that truth would be something we never forget and that when we feel that worry start to surge inside of us, that you would remind us by your Holy Spirit that we're supposed to give that to you and to rely 100% on you, our great shepherd. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.